Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like quarantine is beginning to feel like Vegas. My house, there's cocktails acceptable at any hour. I'm losing money by the minute, and I don't even know what day it is. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Of course, unlike Wuhan in China, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. The mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Now each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. And that's the very tune she then snores. Let's have a listen tonight. (coughs) Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, last week was my own personal birthday. Yeah. Today. Yeah. It's the 100th, 100th episode of season three. Yay! Oh boy! Happy birthday to us. That's Stevie Wonder, of course. Stevie Wonder can't see his friends because he's married. Uh. The rules are very simple, so snuggle under your covers and turn out your light. We're going to have a celebration tonight. Yay! The 100th episode. There's going to be candy, (gasps) and there's going to be some candy, and we'll even have some candy. Parcels have come in in large amounts. It's like the Red Cross dropping food parcels on us right now. We have candy of all colours, all descriptions, all colours. It will be a messy night for those of you with sugar rushes. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. Heather realised this week that every woman has dated a man she would want to feed to a tiger. Welcome to the show, Heather. (laughs) That's probably true. More than one. You've been watching the the Tiger King? Yes. Yes. You've seen that? You're following that? Yeah. Damn you, Carol Baskins. Heather is Karen. holding on to her sanity during this shutdown in the same way Joe Exotic's eyebrow ring is holding on. Oh, God. Uh, I also wish to introduce... The man and crazy! Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. 
Michelle discovered this week that even during social distancing, men exaggerate. They'll claim they're six feet away, but really it's only three. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Uh, Hello. Michelle has actually been drunk for the entire month of April. Yes. <laughs> Woo. That's terrible. I love this April. show. Joining us in the chilly, distant, sub-zero tundra of northern Wisconsin tonight is Scott Kenner, one of the lead investigators of the International Paranormal Society. Scott once got divorced because his wife claimed he was obsessed with football. They're only together for three and a half seasons. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you very much. Good evening. Good evening, sir. They split the house and Scott got the outside. Oh. They're mad. They're bad and they are paranormal as previously stated. This is season three, episode 100. What a fantastic achievement. Yes. This is a joy, isn't it? 100 in season three. 100 episodes. I do want to state, before we go any further into the quiz, we have a listening party. Many of our followers, many of our supporters play along with the quiz. We're about to jump into a round called A Lack of General Knowledge. You can play along at home. If you go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, you can play along. We had 600 comments last week. People try and get the quiz questions right. There's banter, there's jivality, there's cartoons. A lot of people are rude to us. Some are friendly. It's great fun and entertainment. If you've been stuck at home all week, if you have a lack of friends, if social distancing is causing you distress and heartache, jump onto Facebook, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can join in one big happy family group of entertainment right there for you. So... We now enter with the Martin-sponsored roulette wheel of infinite knowledge with the three melons of facts and the bingo dobber of statistics. Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. Martin! Thank you, Martin. That's very kind of you, Martin, to be sponsoring our gong, and I hope you're very well and safe up there in New York. On this day, in 1184 BC, anyone want to have a guess what happened on this day in 1184 BC? The Greeks entered Troy using the Trojan horse. Oh. Who knew such wonders? So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange facts and laws of ancient Greece. Oh, God. Feeling uh, confident? No. Nope. Didn't study the ancient Greeks? Nope. Didn't do the classics? I like Caesar dressing. Didn't. Oh, good <laughs> God. Greek. Yeah, that would be even funnier if it wasn't for the fact that Caesar's Roman. So, again, what's this got to do with the Greeks? What have the Greeks ever done for us? So, in a round based on the ancient Greeks, you like Caesar dressing. Yeah, Somewhere yeah. there's a joke in there. You see the problems I've got straight off the bat with this group. Can't you? you can see what I'm struggling with here in terms of a panel of guests. Unbelievable. Now, the word tragedy, and I emphasise the word tragedy in that sentence... For a Greek play does not mean what you think. To win your first slippery Caesar salad points of the evening, you have to tell me, what does tragedy actually mean in ancient Greek? Now, if you went to see a Greek... A Greek? A Greek? A Greek tragedy. Ah, tragedy. If you went to see a tragedy... Yes. ...in ancient Greece... Yeah? You went to see the tragedy... That's quite a strange word to sing and... Isn't it? Sing and it's dance too. When you can't go on, it's feelings gone. It's tragedy. Yeah, perfect. It's almost like they were in the room. Yeah. What do you think tragedy means in ancient Greek? You've heard of the phrase, you know, comedy tragedy. You see the two faces of Janus: the happy face, the sad face. Um, what do you think tragedy actually means? It doesn't mean what you think it does. Winner! Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. You are thinking that actually means winner. Why would it mean winner, do you think? I don't know. You're just throwing random stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. You're yep. rolling the dice, yep. seeing what comes up. Michelle, what do you think tragedy actually means in terms of a Greek tragedy? Trajectory. Trajectory. Things being thrown onto the stage, no doubt. Throwing things. Your path, your journey. Oh, well, very metaphysical. Bit of symbolism there. Well, you, you astounded me you have with your thoughts there. Very clever. No. Scott, you've had a chance to cheat and look it up online. <laughs> what do you think tragedy means in ancient Greek? I think it just means a drama. A drama. Plenty of drama in America. Uh-huh. You Americans create your own drama. It's yeah. like a roller coaster ride. I will tell you, it's Greek 
for a goat's song, the song of a goat. So they, I, I'm amazed no one got that. It is yeah, the I'm song too. of a goat. It was simply named to one of the Greek god Dionysus, the god of wine, and the actors all were goat skins. So tragedy actually means huh. in ancient Greece the song of the goat. What do you get if you cross human DNA with goat DNA? A lifetime ban from the petting zoo. <laughs> Can't go back there again. Now, only the rich could afford to sacrifice animals to the gods in ancient times. So what did the poor do? Imagine we've got... No Killed money. relatives. <gasps> Killed a relative. Yep. Auntie Barbara's looking a bit, you know, green around the gills. Yep. Uncle Dave's struggling with his gout. Wouldn't yes. be any bother, would it, just to take him out under the moonlight on the roof in our yep. goat skins? So you're suggesting, rather than kill animals, sacrifice animals, only the rich can afford to do that, of course, the poor decided to do away with their relatives. Yep. Keeping the cost of the Brandy family. Jean. The Christmas dinner was cheaper that year. Yep. Electricity, telephone bills. Two birds, one stone. Going through too much toilet paper. Let's get rid of a couple of them. Yep. That sounds like a reasonable thing to do, doesn't it, in ancient times? What do you think the poor did if they didn't have animals to sacrifice, Michelle? Maybe they made their own little figurines or statues. Like a piñata? Well, more like clay or whittled one. They burnt it up. I like the idea. That little clay animal. Whitland. Like your Noah's Ark. Fisher-Price Noah's Ark toys. I like the idea. This is the Trojan horse, of course, and we're going back to the 11th century BC. I can imagine a giant piñata just waiting on the other side of the wall in Mexico, waiting for the same thing to happen. Full of Mexicans trying to Pinata farmer. That's right. You're a pinata farmer. Yeah. There you go. What did the poor do if they had no animals and they needed to do a sacrifice, Scott? Some sort of vegetation, maybe a crop or a bush or a tree. We're going to sacrifice the olives. We're going to sacrifice the feta cheese for you. Hmm. Michelle isn't a million miles away. I'm feeling very generous. It's our <laughs> 100th birthday episode. She said they made little models of animals. They did. They actually made them from pastry. That'll be your pastry. Oh. Imagine the little cutters. Do you get the cutters in this country cookie in the cutters. shape of horses? Yeah. Cookie cutters. That would be the way to go. They were huh. apparently pastry offerings. I'm disappointed. I can tell. You're very sad. You didn't learn the classics at school, did you? No, I was thinking kill a relative. Wow. This is Minnesota for you. This is why your relatives don't come calling. <laughs> I haven't seen Annie Betty in a while. <laughs> Do you know, in a hundred years, we have gone from teaching Latin and Greek in schools to teaching remedial English in college. Just have a think about that, yeah. how we're devoluting. Is that a word, devolution? It is Evolution. now. I can make up my own words. That's mm. tremendous, of course. Well done, Michelle. She shall win the first points of the evening. If you are complimented in ancient Greece, a person would do what on you? So you're walking Spit down. On you. Wow! You're walking down the high street. You're on the outskirts of Athens. You're in, you're in Thessalonica. Wow! Spit happens. So I share that with you. So I really like your baseball cap, Morris. Hawkaloogie. Yep. Hawkaloogie. So you're suggesting that if someone wants to pay you a compliment, love your earrings, by the way. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. And that's a smashing blouse you're wearing. Yeah. Lovely. What a lovely pair of shoes. Oh, yes. Wow. I'm wearing phlegm. Lovely. By Yves Saint Laurent. <laughs> I can't get it out of the bottle. Wow. So when you go to drink a spittoon and you only want to sit. You do stop it, right? But it now. goes down in one big lump. Oh no. Solidify it's a bit early the in the spittoon. night. I just ate a whole bunch of candy. She's, she's eaten. She's already made a start on the Easter it's candy. It's like jello. I wasn't going to open that candy till we got to the mailbag, but she's in there, she is. You're looking very green around the gills there, Michelle. Would you like to tell me how you would compliment someone in ancient Greece? What would you do to them? What would you do on them? Have a wee. You would kick them. You would kick them. You can do that. There you go. I love your watch. Take that in the shins. Have some of that. What do you think they would have done to you, Scott, if they wanted to compliment you? Give you a tug on your toga. Oh, wow. Do you tug your own toga or someone else's toga? Tug the person that 
that you want to compliment Toga. Okay, so you like the look of, you like the cut of their jib. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tug your toga. I'm going to give you a wedgie. Like You're going to give me a wedgings. How can you give someone a wedgings in a toga? It doesn't go up and under, does it? If it was a loincloth you'd be in with a chance, you can't do a wedgings in a toga, surely. You can. It's a bit you like a... Back from the front. Oh, yeah. well, now we're getting oh. technical. So what you've got to do is take the front part, take the back part, cross them over, and then... <laughs> Wedgie. As much as it pains me, and it gives me great distress, yep. Miss Morris is 100% mm-hmm. correct. Thank you. If you like someone and you want to compliment them, you have to spit on them. Apparently it wards off the evil eye, and they're doing you a favour. You're doing very well tonight. You should come closer. <laughs> I was thinking we should take Michelle to the casino and see if we can give her good luck. Stop it! Yeah, put your money on red. There you go. Oh, look, three lemons. What a terrible, terrible thing to do. What clothing are you not allowed to wear at historical sites like the Parthenon? There's a very specific... Today or then? This is now today. I'm going to skip forward. Thongs. A couple of thongs. Thong, thong, thong. You're not allowed to wear a thong. Toe thongs. Toe thongs? Toe thongs? Isn't that some sort of vegetarian meat substitute is your toe thong? Philippe Flop. Philippe Flop, the inventor of the French open-toed sandal. Yes. So at the Parthenon, which by the way would have looked fabulous if they'd have got a chance to finish it, Mm. at the Parthenon you are not allowed to wear... Philippe Flops. Flip Flops. Yeah. (laughs) Why? What's going on? You don't know why. Your act of throwing out random answers... It's yep. winning you some points, isn't it? I don't know. You're drawing upon a collective consciousness in the universe and yep. blind luck and ignorance. Yes. Good combination. That's got many Americans through some hard times. Uh. Michelle, what are you not allowed to wear at any of the historical sites in ancient Greece? A crown of laurels. A crown of laurels. Laurels, of course, are everlasting. They what about hardies? They don't drop their leaves they're assiduous you're not allowed to take a hardy's with you no curly fries <laughs> no laurel and hardy oh, <laughs> jesus christ hang on let me have a look at me watch you're making cultural references to the 1920s and people are supposed to get that aren't nice they? yep your jokes are a hundred years out of date i don't care oh, well. i was thinking of myself i was about to give a diatribe about the symbolism of laurels in terms of victory in ancient oh, Greece. Yeah, I don't care. And you're going to Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Hardy's buns, by the way. They're they're very sweet, aren't they? Do you not find there's a little bit too much sweetness in there? Too much bun. butter on a bun. Too much butter on a bun, boy. Butter my buns. <laughs> biscuit. Butter me biscuit. <laughs> Maybe after the show, Michelle. I'm kind of tied up at the moment. What do you think's banned from being worn? At the Parthenon. Get... Laurels. Laurels. You went with the laurels. I'm getting laurels. so confused between Morris butting in. And Hardy's. Scott. Yeah, and Hardy's. Laurel and Hardy has been taken out of the equation, as have... Uh, Philippe Flop. Philippe Flops. That leaves you a whole cornucopia of clothes and other things to be coming up with. What do you think's banned at the Parthenon? Well, I was going to say flip-flops because... But that's what Heather said. So I'm going to say hats. It's disrespectful to wear hats. I'm going to give you a clue that it is footwear, but it's not flip-flops. Cowboy boots. Nope. Give me some footwear. Tennis shoes. Nope. Nope. Stilettos. There you go. Michelle has nailed herself. A couple of fabulous femme fatale high-rise heel points. It's very, very detrimental to the tessery and the tiles on the floor. Apparently... There's more pressure per square inch in a stiletto heel than on the foot of an elephant. And they don't want all of their tesserae and all of their tiles being broken up. Huh. And stiletto heels, by the way, that would be a very difficult thing to wear around oh. ancient ruins, wouldn't Ooh, it? Yes. That's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Going to see ancient ruins in high heels. But they are banned. Wow. Banning from wearing what, do you think, at the ancient Olympics? So we've, we're just going to touch upon this briefly. What's banned? From the original ancient Olympics in Greece, 700 BC, this piece of clothing was also banned. Just jump in, Morris. What do you think? Um, a belt. Not allowed to wear a belt. Santa Claus, belt yeah. left at home. Michelle, you're at the ancient Olympics. It's the first one. It's 700 BC. You're not coming in. You've got a... Loincloth. A loincloth. Scott, what do you think? I think that 
they were naked. They weren't allowed to wear any clothes. Yeah. I was hoping you'd say your previous answer because hats were banned because it would block the person's view behind you. I threw that in very quickly. It wasn't a question I planned. But on the back of the fact that Scott said hat, I thought I'd throw that in. And I was looking to get you a few points. But you never seized the relay baton. You never grasped the nettle. During the first Olympics, we've just touched upon that. To be precise, 776 BC, a man who was named Carobus, that's the man, Carobus, won the sprinting race. But he was only there to do what? So the first ever sprinting race at the Olympics, 776 BC, Carobus won the gold medal. But he was only there to do something. He was only there to do what? Deliver food. He was there to... He was mm, the food delivery. He was fast food. He was delivering <laughs> fast food. So he's in the stand. Who ordered the pepperoni with the pineapple? I Thin got base. your coffee. I've got the chicken nuggets. <laughs> Someone across the other end of the stadium's waving to him. He runs across, happens to win the sprinting gold. That's right. He crosses the line yes. with three pizza boxes. And a box of Laurel and Hardy's. Yes. You're suggesting he's delivering fast food. <laughs> That's right. You're a Muppet. You are you is Muppet. <laughs> Michelle. He was only there to do what? He was a scorekeeper. He was only there to keep the scores. He was in charge of putting the chalk on the blackboard and keeping account of everything that was taking place. Caribus won the sprinting goal, but he was only there to do what, Scott? Clean up after the horses. Clean up after the horses. Now, I think there's a whiff of cheating taking <gasps> place. Miss Morris is 100% correct. Nice. He was only there. <laughs> he was running the hot dog stand. <laughs> he was the cook. So the guy that won the first ever sprinting medal at the 776 BC <laughs> Ancient Greek Olympics was there running the hot dog stand. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> that is true. It pains me greatly oh, to give you a, a couple of yeah. mustard and ketchup Brilliant. covered wiener points. But that is true. We're going to move on. You said you weren't so hot on the Ancient Greeks, but Morris has won herself quite a few points yeah. there, believe it or not, just by blind luck. Now, on this day in 1925, the highest temperature ever recorded in April in Cleveland was achieved. 88 degrees Fahrenheit. By the way, the way you Americans stick with Fahrenheit is amazing. There's only other three countries in the world that still use Fahrenheit. It's America, Belize and Palau. But apparently you're sticking with this through thick and thin. But it was the hottest day ever recorded in Cleveland in April on this very day. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio. I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and strange laws of Ohio. Yeah. And the Cleveland area. Now, in Cleveland, you cannot catch this animal without a hunting license. Your task is to give me the name of that animal. Beaver. You have to go... (laughs) Of course it was. You have to go... So the local government buildings fill in a permit to catch yourself a beaver. Yep. Going to make a muff out of that, or what are you doing with that beaver? I guess so. Okay, you're making a muff out of said beaver. Michelle, what animal do you need a hunting license for in Cleveland? Squirrels. You're not allowed to go after the humble... You only said that to make me say the word squirrel. Yes. I see how that works. Scott, you need a license for this animal if you want to go out hunting one in Cleveland. I was going to say rats or mice or something. Scott is 100% correct. You need a license to catch a mouse in Cleveland. If you buy yourself a set of mouse traps, you better get yourself down to the local government buildings because you have to fill in a form, apparently. Unless you're just playing for fun or you're playing a game of hide and squeak. (laughs) No. No. We're still on the theme of hunting and killing animals. You cannot kill this animal within 160 feet of a church. Otherwise, there'll be hell and damnation to pay. You will be set on fire. You're not allowed to kill a pigeon within 160 feet of a church. Why would that be? I don't know. Just, again, random thoughts. They empty a little walnut. Yes. You can't say where they come from. You're drawing on your spirit guides. Correct. You're going to say pigeon. Yes. Squab. Tasty animals is your pigeon. Mm. Michelle, not allowed to kill this within 160 feet. If you was 161 feet away, you'd be fine. 
159th date, you better call the Rosers. You're Nick's son. You'll be singing like a canary when you get you down the station. A dove. A dove. Scott, what are you not allowed to kill within 160 feet of a church in Cleveland? Oh, I was going to go with Monster Rap again. You're thinking I would play a cruel trick of fate and go with the same animal again. It's the humble housefly. You're not allowed to squat or kill a fly, apparently. Or squat a fly? Yes, squat them. Yeah. You don't squat them. That's a weird I've never squatted channel. a fly before. Well, I'm sorry if I'm using Britishisms that you hadn't previously been aware of. I don't of. think that's yeah, a Britishism. No. It is. You squat a fly. No. It's, oh, she's on the internet. Points can be taken away as well I'm, as given. This is the most animated I've seen you tonight. Look at this face. I it don't It doesn't care. bother you. I understand what's going on. All creatures great and small, apparently, and you need a license I'm doing it. Do it as well. It's illegal to sell this food stuff on a Sunday in Ohio. What are you uh, not allowed to buy, Miss Morris? You can, on a Sunday. On a Sunday, you cannot um, have a ham. No hams. You can have a sausage. Could you have a sausage? If I slipped you a sausage on a Sunday morning, is that acceptable? It's never happened. Gross. Bacon. Glad to have bacon. Nope. Nope. But hams. It doesn't exist. Squatting a fly does not exist. <laughs> Squatting a fly. It is. You squat a fly. No, you no. don't. I'm telling you. I just googled it. Yes, you on, didn't. A, on an American search engine, no doubt. True enough. No, no sausage. Sticking. No ham. What you failed to realize <laughs> is that I'm running an autonomous dictatorship. I don't this care. This is a socialist democratic show. Them's the rules, you know. There are rules. This is Vietnam. Oh, you're now going to... Now you're looking up the answer to what you're not allowed to sell on a Sunday in Ohio. No. There was actually a... Somebody wrote in a question and it says how to squat a fly with your hand. Told you. No. So somebody right. just looked it up. It, there's no answer. It doesn't exist. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not happy. He does not look happy. I'm maintaining you can squat a fly. No. You're saying squat a fly. Squat. What if you're doing some squats and you squashed one with your butt cheeks? Then you need to get TikTok. Nice. Happy days. Wow. What are you not allowed to sell on a Sunday, Michelle? Ice cream. No ice cream. Scott, what do you think's illegal on a Sunday in Cleveland? You cannot get the points. It's cornflakes, would you believe? Unless, of course, you're a serial offender. No. Uh, no. no. Nope. I've done the research. Apparently, frosted flakes are okay, but you cannot sell cornflakes. 100% true. You leave this show with more than you arrived with. My ex was so drunk, she emptied out the cornflakes on the kitchen table and then complained none of the pieces connected and she could not put together the rooster on the box. <laughs> that was then, but this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, if you wish to pass us your comments, if you'd like to say the things that you like about the show, if you wish to state what makes you laugh, we're happy to read them out on the show. If you go to Facebook, more questions and answers. Most people post on there. Brittany, a good friend and follower of the show. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Brittany has posted Heather and Michelle for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio. I'm actually drinking with you tonight. (gasps) Hooray! So she mustn't have nowhere to go anymore on a Friday night. I'm guessing. So very, very thankful for Brittany. Brittany. We love you. Tuning in and drinking with the ladies here. Of course, you can listen the same time as Brittany at 10pm Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network every Friday, come rain or shine. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Louise then added, Hey, when I hold a glass of wine in each hand, I can't touch my face. <laughs> Useful advice during the I current like it, climate, Louise. I would Problem solver. I didn't yeah. realise that she was a medical professional, but apparently well, she's doing a bang-up yeah. job. Laurel posted, I would rather have questions that can't be answered than answers that can't be questions. I thought about that for 10 minutes and had to sit down in a dark room with a washcloth over my face. Nice. With Laurel and Louise, you can listen anytime you wish for free. If you'd like to discuss with our beautiful, crazy kits, kits, cats, kids, 
Everything's included. Don't, we don't look at discriminate. me. I'm squatting a fly. <gasps> oh, no. Are we going to have this as the theme of the evening, are we? Squatting flies. Squatting. I'm sure you can squat a fly. <laughs> if I say that's true and I say it in a British accent, it must be 100% true. Why don't you run through our platforms and all the amazing places people can come and find us? Well, you can listen to the almost entirety of our archives on SoundCloud.com at MQTA Radio. And you should also be able to find us on TuneIn or iTunes or Player FM or Google Play. Snitcher. Porcupine. Yeah. The Helicopter. Fly Squatter. The Super Shriver. Yeah. We're on every platform. If you can't Squatty find flies. us, Squatty Flies. Squatty yeah. <laughs> Flies. That's a particular favourite of mine. I see what you've done there. Skin tag. It's just nastiness. There's no need for it. Skin tag radio. Yeah. I'm always. Yeah, it's good. I'm always on that one. This is true enough. Odd thing is your skin tag, isn't it? When you <gasps> think about it, you're flicking it around like a little ball, like those punch bags you it's get. It's always in. like a tick. Yeah. You squash it like a current. Ugh. There you go. What do you call a spider with no legs? A current. <laughs> one of my favourite jokes of all time learned that when I was five in the playground but this is true you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes if you come and find us if you make the effort to track us down in our archive you get a gift explain what gift they would receive oh. Miss Morris oh they get a bunch of stuff like naughty stories yes and interesting stories and stories that we don't read out during the regular show. Stuff that I actually look for. A lot of people say it's their most favourite part of the show. Yeah. yeah. It's the stories of a nature that are adult, sexual, full of innuendo, things we can't read Innuendos. on the Dark Matter digital network. But at the top of the hour, we stay in the studio, we do an extra 25 minutes of filth, and you can catch that for free only in our archives. Hillary has posted, Thunderstruck came on the radio after work. Oh, Thank no. you, Adrian, for ruining that song for me. <laughs> Awesome, yes. Hillary. It's wonderful. Wow. Love it. It's a bit mean, isn't it? No. So me, in her mind, she's thinking of me dancing to this song, because that's my stripper song. We've discussed yeah. this over many episodes in the yeah. past, over the last eight years, that Thunderstruck would be my stripper song. Yeah. And now it's ruined that song for her, apparently. That's <sighs> too bad. The thought of me dancing in her head has ruined, 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 ruined that song for her. Apparently, I'm old enough to be her dad, she claims. Oh. oh. Unbelievable. Now. We don't make any money from this show. We don't get any money from the Dark Matter Network. We do it for the love of the show. Everything we do is us donating our time. But if you wish to contribute to the show, all of those platforms we read out, the ones that were real, we have to pay for. We have to pay for the studio time. We have to pay for the reams and reams of paper we actually get through. When I finished talking about my stories, when I finished going through the intros and outros, I just throw the paper on the floor. And at the end of the show, when we finished, Oi. I have to gather that up. There's a huge amount of paper. I'm sat here now up to my knees. It's like the scene where Robert De Niro disappears in the film Brazil under a deluge of paper is what I'm looking like right now. But would you like to tell our listeners, if they wish to donate to the show, we rely solely on your donations. So where can they go and what would they get, Miss Morris? They can go on to patreon.com and for a dollar, you can access all the current episodes that are up there as well as any videos and shows that have never been aired for anyone and also some radio plays and yes. some fun other little mm-hmm. business we're gonna wave to the camera that's currently videoing us in the studio we're waving to the camera the reason we have the camera on at the moment and again if you go to patreon pay your dollar you'll be able to see videos of us in the studio, you can see how good looking we are in the flesh. We've been given some Easter boxes. We've been given some <gasps> surprises. Oh. First thing I want to do is to thank Catherine. She sent us a fantastic little parcel here. If I get these out and show everyone. Oh. These are Oreo cookies, but they're themed on the film Trolls World Tour. So if you know the film that's just currently out, Trolls World Tour, they're Oreos. I'm going to hold them up to the camera. They're bright green. Why does it look open? Um, yeah, what happened Yeah, I think there? the post office is to blame for that. Really? Some of them have fallen out as well, rather mm. disappointingly. Yeah, I That's mean, there's at least one column. Claim. One column's kind of missing there. Yeah. Can you see that? <laughs> I have. Well, the thing is, when we get given food from our listeners, I want to try it first to make sure it's not poison for you two. 
So I'm doing you a favour in many respects. But uh, they taste just like normal Oreos. They're bright green. They made my poop go a strange colour. I will say that. Uh, And this, um, the bit in the middle, the hydrogenated fat, has got little bits in it, which is quite (gasps) interesting. But I enjoyed dipping them into my tea. I'm going to put them in the middle of the table. Thank you, Catherine, for that. We've got a little parcel here. This is like a food parcel. This is from Deanna. She's a supporter and follower of the show. I'm going to read the note that was attached. It says, Happy Easter. Just a little gift to show you my appreciation Mm. for your weekly show. Thank you all for making me laugh during a time when life itself is scary. You guys Mm. are awesome. Thank you again, Deanna. Let's have a look. We've got some cotton candy. We'll open that up. Maybe we (gasps) can look at that next week. That's cupcake-flavoured cotton candy. We're going to open... (gasps) Wow, these are carrot, powdered candy carrots. If we make a start on these now, I'm going to be absolutely buzzing because you know how sugar affects me we've got little eggs with starburst in there's a whole series of star wars (gasps) jelly beans there's a wookie there's chewy for you thank you so we've got all kinds of fantastic gifts Mm. i'm going to open up a packet here that says mystery night crawlers oh god so we're going to open up this packet i'll show it to the camera i don't know what the mystery is what do you think the mystery is they're real they're real there's a real one in there by the way, when did fish get a taste for earthworms? When did those two ever come into contact? I know. Do you think there's like suicidal and manically depressed earthworms that just throw themselves into the water? I can't go on. My wife's left me. I have nothing to live for. I'm going to jump in the water. The walleye thinks, wow, that was tasty. Yeah. Then gets a taste for earthworms. Either that, or in the middle of the night, the fish are climbing up your lawn and sucking the earthworms out of the ground. You might my words, this time next year, there's going to be walleye going through our trash cans like raccoons. So I'm going to take one. There we go. There, mine one's blue. Would you like to try a mystery night crawler, Michelle? Okay. Would you like to take these? You can throw one in the direction of Miss Morris. They are in the shape of a boomerang, so be careful. You might get it back and it might hit you in the eye. Well caught, madam. We're going to go all together at the same time. Go on then. In a lick it. That's pretty good, actually. Oh. I like those. Oh, Morris. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I think Morris is... Oh, no. She's playing Russian roulette and she's got the chamber with the bullet. It kind of tastes like grass. Mine was really good. Mine do. I think you've been given the mystery one. No, thank you. Why didn't you have a second one? No, thank you. Red. Red's good. I don't think the colour. Hang on. Yours tasted of grass, did it? A little bit. Nope. Yeah, not good. That's still good. You can catch up with us any time. There's a listening party taking place right now. You can write to us as well on Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, as I'm still chewing. You can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers on there. If you're sat at home and you'd like a good read and you're into ghosts, hauntings, if you're into the paranormal world, UFOs, theology, being psychic, I have many, many books out. Some of them have the best best reviews my book how to be a psychic psychic see i've got worm. a bit stuck in my teeth now nightcrawler tourettes worm jelly mm. nightcrawler tourettes yeah moon jelly nightcrawlers i know how to use them <laughs> i'd have to tell which end of a worm from another because you tickle its belly and you see which end smiles there you go for some <laughs> reason i've decided to bring out all my kindergarten jokes today i have no idea why yeah but you can go onto amazon and my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic, has got 81 reviews, and it's sitting at four and a half stars right now, which is very, very impressive. You can also go to YouTube. Many of my books I've read as audio books. We have outtakes. If you search for MQTA Radio on YouTube with Adrian Lee, you will find some hilariously funny outtakes that will make your stomach hurt. We missed The Curse of Oak Island this week. Yes. I can only apologise. I was out and about in the car. Michelle was hanging around uh, behind the back of Kentucky in a dumpster. <laughs> I'm working overnight, so I apologize. I had to be in bed so now, I could get up Now, I don't believe we've missed a great deal. I believe no. rusty nails and coconut fiber were involved, but when are they ever not involved? I do want to tell you that next week is the very last episode <gasps> of this series. I'm not sure if it starts earlier. No. It may be a two-hour special. So it and it start. probably does start earlier. Okay, now bearing that in mind... Miss Morris, would you like to tell our listeners what we do every Tuesday? But it may be an early start this coming week. This coming Tuesday at 7 o'clock Central Time, 
you must come over to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee's Facebook page and then turn your TV on to the History Channel and watch The Curse of Oak Island with us and we will have interactive gift wars and yes. laugh and especially drink. And it may yes. be the last time this year that we do that, of course. So, Maybe. But we're Maybe not quite a sure. Christmas special. Now, normally, it starts at 8 p.m. Central Time. I think time, it might be 7. But <gasps> it might be 7. This, so look up your oh, television right. listings. Oh, Miss yeah. Morris is on that as well. I'll speak. do it for you. Well, Don't Michelle's on you. 4. Heather's on 4. Scott's on 2. I'm yet to score as we now <gasps> go into the second round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we do not do orbs. A TikTok dancer's video has gone viral after fans spotted a terrifying figure lurking in the background when he was supposed to be home alone. TikTok user known as at Rubik's Cube uploaded a video of himself cutting some moves. But eagle-eyed viewers, while no doubt impressed by the dance moves, also noticed a shadowy figure in the background despite the fact that Ruben, the TikTok user's real name, claimed he was alone and didn't have any pets. He wrote, I'm home alone. So I learned a TikTok dance. He must be bored, mustn't he? What's his life coming to? Sadness and And around the four-second mark of the dance performance, something mysteriously appeared. Watching the dancer from the top of the stairs, just for a second. One commented, the amount of anxiety I have from this video. That's something literally poking their head out to look at you. His dance moves actually summoned the devil. Can you believe these things? I've been there. My dad actually did that once <laughs> during my cousin's wedding in 1983. Me and me, him and his mother, me mum and dad up on the dance floor, 1983, Kajagoogoo, <gasps> dancing up there. They're shouting across the dance floor, look at me and your mother, we've still got it, look at me and your mother. Couldn't be more embarrassing. Ruben replied to the comment to ask, what am I supposed to be seeing? Before adding, he could now see it. While a debate raged online whether it was genuine or not, some people appeared to be convinced the whole thing was real. One wrote, bro, call the police or something and search the house. Especially now it's not that rare for people to live in hidden nooks of houses. The dancer later uploaded an update following his original post to thank everyone for their concern. He said, I'm kind of stomach sick right now. And I was in and out of sleep all of last night. Ghost on TikTok or the man's a complete confidence trickster? You decide. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee, and you will see the video for yourself in glorious Technicolor. What's the answer to this, Miss Morris? It's actually at eight, so I don't know if it's a two-hour or Whoa. not. Might only be one. Just poke your head in, find out, see what's going on. At the moment, we're committing to eight. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Haunting? If you think self-isolating at home is bad, spare a thought for Saro Gordo, owner and resident of Brent Underwood. Huh? Oh, wait. Spare a thought for Saro Gordo, owner yeah, and resident, Brent Underwood. There you go. Oh, I thought that was a name. It's actually a place. Saro Gordo's is a place. Yes, this is true. Oh, oh and the person's Brent, Brent Underwood. Underwood. Uh-huh. It's like Victoria me, Station, isn't it? Yeah, let me yeah. have a drink. I, I Hello, Mr. You. and Mrs. Station. What would you like to call your daughter? <laughs> I know. We'll call her Victoria. <laughs> Let's all go. I had a friend called Pelham Wood, and that sounded like a stop on the underground. Yeah. And, of course, P.G. Woodhouse, the famous British writer who did Jeeves and Worcester, the P stood for Pelham. He was Pelham Woodhouse. Huh. So I had a friend called Pelham Wood. Whenever I heard his name called out, I was on the central line waiting for the next station to come along. Oh, boy. Hey. Please mind the gap. You're now at Pelham Wood. Well, Underwood, who purchased the entire 22-building former silver mining town in California back in oh. 2018, had been staying there temporarily to enable his caretaker to go home and check on his wife. Within days, however, the region was hit with a spell of bad weather, burying Cerro Gordo in snow. With the entire town abandoned and with the nearest grocery store over 26 miles away, he was effectively cut off from civilization with no way to get back home. I'm definitely oh, socially isolating off. at least. <sighs> Mary, Worse still, the town itself has a notorious reputation for being haunted, having been previously featured on an episode of 
ghost adventures. Must yeah. be true. Yeah, it's got to be true. wonder if he got any fake tan on him. Oh. Legend has it, it is the home to ghosts of two Utes who oh. died after becoming trapped in a closet. What? Apart from the ghosts and maybe a few bobcats, I'm alone. I've heard some strange sounds. And I had a book fall off a shelf for no apparent reason. I'm amazed he owns a book. That's the first thing, straight off the bat. Having said that, I never really felt under threat from any spirits before, so maybe we found a way to coexist peacefully and they can cook me some beans. I'm definitely open-minded about it, at least for now. Don't. Give me some beans. You want to be in social isolation if you're only eating beans, surely. <laughs> That's the first way, isn't it, of getting rid of anyone who's living near you. Thinking of blazing sounds. Being here <laughs> this long wasn't something that I had planned in my diary, but it's given me a great chance to learn more about this silly old place with the beans. Lots of beans. Pork and beans. Delicious. Maybe beans on toast. Mm. Yeah. There are many different types of beans. Yes. Let's have a Pinto game of beans. what's my beans. <laughs> Lima beans. Yes, let's not list them all now. Kidney beans. Green beans. Pinto beans. Mr. Beans. Chili beans. That's just the preparation bean. of them rather than the... Yeah. Are you done? Brown beans. Yes, I understand bean. we're having a game of what's Navy my beans. Bean. There are no points. Jelly beans. Oh. <laughs> This is where it's going, is it? So, yeah. Magic beans. Yeah, check beanstalk. No no points. No (laughs) points. Miss Morris, Wyoming, Nilpois. 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 We're not playing a game of what's my beans. Oh. This is solely ghosts and hauntings you hear. Uh. Now, Scott Kenner needs to win the points (gasps) tonight. He does. He's only on two. What have you got for me, sir, in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Nice. TikTok user who filmed ghost lurking behind him has seen creepy figure before. <gasps> no. Oh, lying monkey. Believe it. <laughs> a TikTok user who sparked concerns for his safety when a ghost appeared behind him while he danced has given a chilling update. Millions saw Rubik's Cube's <laughs> clip last week in which he performed choreographed moves to the Doja Cat song Say So when a sinister-looking figure appeared on the stairs behind him. It's my dad dancing at a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) The TikTok user, real name Ruben, claimed that he was stomach-sick after fans pointed out the spooky apparition. Now, Ruben has shared a new update, (gasps) claiming it is not the first time a spooky figure has been seen in his house in proof that his original video wasn't staged. Wow. I'm amazed you've given me the update. This is fantastic. Yes. We're, we're improving upon our stories minute by minute. Minute, yeah. Timely. It's what I do. Kind <laughs> of a big update, he says in the clip. This is a video for the people who think it's staged. In about 2012, 2013, I had renovations done to my house, and I made this video for my grandparents. I recorded it, sent it, and thought nothing more of it. In 2015, I was going through old files on my photo, and I came across this video. It didn't get any attention. The clip shows Ruben walking past the room in his house when he suddenly spots a ghostly figure looking out of his window. When he darts his camera back to the same spot, the strange shape had disappeared. The viewers were split over the authenticity of the new video, with some suggesting it was staged, and the ghost looked too much like a person in a sheet. That's a full-on person, one commented, while another agreed, saying... I almost believed all this until I saw the video. Until he was wearing a toga <laughs> and got wedged. Even spookier, Ruben has offered another update where he claims there's something odd about his basement. He said a strange symbol appeared on the ground in 2011 and took and he took people on a virtual tour explaining its mysterious origins. First off, it's not a demonic symbol. It's not a devil symbol. It's not a demon symbol. It's what I've been told is a Celtic symbol, he said. It appeared in my basement around 2010 or 2011, or at least that's when I noticed it was there. The image appeared to be a faded symbol. 
viewers flocked to offer their suggestions, but some saying it was associated with witchcraft. <gasps> wow. Crazy. I know. Scott, your story is bunk. <laughs> if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can take a shot wherever you are in the world. Prost, salute, cheers. Andy's full of sheet. There you oh. go. Wow. Have you seen the symbol? What did it look like, Scott? Is there a picture of it there? There is not. Oh. Disappointing. <laughs> see? Suspect. I didn't see the symbol. I was kind of in a hurry, and I just did not see the symbol. If it was there, I missed it. It looked like oh, a bad symbol, I'm sure it? you've done more research than anyone in this room. See yeah. <laughs> what have we got? Is there any more to be had from this story, Scott? No, sir, that is it. I shall give you a couple of Celtic witchcraft points for updating my story. I'm just behind the times. Yes, He's coming yes. up with news flashes Excellent. as we live and breathe. I've got another story I'd like to cover in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings. Demons can possess humans and make them so strong they can kill people with their bare hands. According to a Catholic archbishop who works in the mysterious profession, of exorcism. Ron Enright, Archbishop and Chief Exorcist of the Sacred Order of St. Michael the Archangel, revealed some of the disturbing things he claims to have experienced. The exorcist said that people have been killed by the demon, possessed, who can use brute force or even their teeth to give fatal injuries to priests or other innocent victims. When asked if it was true that people in the grips of possession have superhuman strength. Ron replied, they have... <laughs> Ron. Good old Ron. Exorcist Ron. Ronald the Exorcist. They have that plus the strength of five individuals who would be their weight size. Elaborating, he said, they could take an individual and literally throw them across the room. That's not a problem. The Exorcist admitted, it sounds... Is that bunk in the background? Did I get bunked all the way from Wisconsin? That was not me. Then no, nope, you're hearing things. I'm hearing the word bunk. That's the demonic <laughs> entities. <laughs> yeah. conscience telling out you. Of the jelly I got one. <laughs> nice. I've never heard of a disembodied bunk before. Now you have. Uh. The exorcist admitted it sounded barbaric. And this is a show that's themed on the ancient Greeks. And the word barbarian and barbaric comes from ancient Greece. It doesn't actually mean someone who's mean or someone who commits, you know, terrible things. It means a foreigner, someone who's from another land. Because when they heard a foreigner talking, they thought it sounded like ba 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 ba, like a sheep. Mm. And so the word barbarian comes from the term of someone who's foreign, going barbarian. Oh you man, go. you have totally ruined Conan the Barbarian for me. Conan the ba 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 the word. I said a bear bear bear. There you go. I'm ruining everything. That song was by the Trashman, I think. Is that right? They come from Minneapolis. That's a local band back in the day. The Exorcist admitted it sounds barbaric to physically restrain a victim of demonic possession with ropes, but said it is a matter of life or death, and every precaution must be taken mm. unbelievable yes he said there have been cases in the past where a victim of demonic possession has just simply been attacked and they attacked people in the same room during an exorcism he claimed that cases had been fatal if someone bites you in the throat you're not going to survive that so you know there are precautions that have to be taken he warned like a scarf <laughs> where's my exorcism scarf i left it on the now what have you done with the exorcism scarf I can't go out exercising without my scarf on. What's wrong with you, woman? Me insurance will be valid. Enright has also said that during an exorcism, victims will be occasionally levitating. And we called one man who was once struck and hung on the ceiling for six hours. Poor Lionel Richie. It's a terrible thing to be doing. Yes. He sounds like a clown or tie your mother down. Mm. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We're going to jump into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. What have you got for me tonight, Michelle? I have an update on the Rubik's guy. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. I see what you've done. They're yeah. experimenting with irony behind Over my it. back. <laughs> Over it. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight? <laughs> You've ruined your go. 
A mutant calf with two heads has been born on a farm in the United States to the shock of a family of farmers who have never seen anything like it before in five generations. Scott Kolasek of Wessington Springs, South Dakota, was halfway through the 2020 calving season when he discovered one of his cows was having difficulty giving birth. The poor little thing's front legs and head were out and everything seemed normal, but it wouldn't come out any further until a cesarean section revealed the reason why. Oh, this is very moving. Yes. We didn't know the calf was unusual until the vet pulled it out during the C-section, said his wife Amber. We have never had another double-headed calf. We calve out about 700 calves each year and have done it for generations. My husband is the fifth generation on this farm, but this is a first for us. Amber continued, we were all pretty shocked to see the double-headed calf when he came out. Everyone there, including the vet, had never seen anything like it in real life. Sadly, the calf did not survive delivery. But outside the womb, the farmers could see it had two heads attached to two spines, which joined at one pelvis. Wow. It may have possibly uh, survived for a few days, but realistically, they would have never been able to survive for very long. With only four legs total, it would have been pretty difficult to get up and navigate around. But it would have been pretty cool to at least see them try to live. There is a good picture of this. If you go yeah. to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian, you can see a picture of the two-headed cow. There's also a fish, a gentleman called a fish, and it had two mouths. Like a walleye with two mouths. Like fishermen be quite useful, wouldn't it, to... Yes, we've got a bag of night crawlers covered in sugar. I'm going to squeeze in a quick two-minute story here, because you brought up the theme of cryptozoology. Mm -hmm. Scientists have captured a mesmerizing UFO-like sea creature measuring more than 47 meters long. It's a worm. In an astonishing video. Miss Morris is bunking the story already and saying, and when did you last see a 47-meter worm, by the way? Did I pull one out of that eye? Like it was 110 <gasps> foot oh, long, was it? Oh, that guy's butt. They pulled a worm out. What films are you watching? No, that was Heather's story. <laughs> yes, they did pull a large worm out of his uh, stomach. This is true. The team at Schmidt Ocean Institute filmed the amazing footage from their vessel, the Falcor, off the western coast of Australia. The creature seems to have formed a huge spiral pattern in the deep blue in the clip. According to the Institute, the outer ring alone measured 47 metres long. As I said, that's about 110, 120 foot. They identified the otherworldly animal as a siphonophore, which is related mm -hmm. to the jellyfish. While it may seem like one creature, the weird trail of white is actually formed by thousands of cloned organisms which are still all connected. Smitch Oson's latest video was shared on Twitter and has already found more than 500,000 viewers. They said the specimen in a UFO-like feeding posture is likely the largest ever recorded. I've never seen a UFO feeding. What do such things look like? Viewers flocked to the comments sections to voice their understandable amazement. Deep ocean creatures always amaze me, one wrote. Another commented, that is incredible. Mm. An amazing find, unbelievable, 47 meter long, or past the bong. You decide, you can go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is myself. I get a TikTok dance on my own with a demonic ghost and my dad dancing at a wedding. In third place tonight is Scott. He managed to get himself up to five points. He gets time on his own with a box of groceries, two bobcats, a body in a cupboard, and a family-sized tin of baked beans. That's almost like living in Wisconsin. Yeah. In second place tonight is Michelle on six points. She gets a knitted scarf and a room full of demons and a mm. priest called Ron. In first place tonight is Heather Morris. She scores a resplendent winning Seven points to win the $33,000 IR camera. She gets a two-headed cow and a moo-moo to wear. And a Caesar salad. See what I did oh. there? Moo-moo. Wow. Do not fear, listener. We are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Why don't you jump over to SoundCloud right now? Search for MQTA Radio. We're going to do an extra 25 minutes of Filth. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yaton Drainer, Michelle Corey and Scott Kenner and all at the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON 
of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.